My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickles and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Max Bazerman is a professor at Harvard Business School, but he is so much more. Max is a recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award presented by the Academy of Management for his decades of contribution to several academic fields. His consulting, teaching, and lecturing includes work in 30 countries, and his clients include some of the most notable companies of all time, such as Abbott, Aetna, AIG, Allstate, AstraZeneca, AT&T, BASF, Bayer, Boston Scientific, BP, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Chevron, and dozens of other companies that start with the letters D through Z. He has written nearly two dozen books on topics such as negotiation, decision-making, ethics, and leadership. For example, in my negotiation class, I use his book Negotiation Genius as the class text. In my organizational behavior class, I use his book Judgment and Managerial Decision-Making. In my ethics class, I use his book Blind Spots. And in my leadership class, I use his book Decision Leadership. I hope you enjoy learning from Max Bazerman today, because me and my students always do. Max, it's great to catch up with you today. We first met five or so years ago at the University of Utah when you came out for a visit. And little did I know then that I would become part of your academic family tree because I would then go on to Notre Dame to work with Ann Ten Brunsell, who was your former PhD student. And my first publication was with Don Moore, who was also your PhD student. So thanks for coming on today, Grandpa Max. Thank you, Nate. Um, it's been a it's a delight to be with you. Um, I enjoyed meeting you at, at, at the University of Utah. And um, I've been fortunate to have a large number of amazing um, advisees who have who be, have become my co-authors and friends who have just been critical to my life. And Don Moore and Ten Brunsor are certainly among that team. Yeah, those two are wonderful people. And uh, as you talk about your career and you think back on it, you're a, you're a prolific writer and thinker. And as you think back, are there two to three simple, practical, underappreciated lessons you've learned? That you'd most like to pass along to others? I think so, but all of my lessons are things that um, I think that lots of people have said before me, but but perhaps I can um, convey why I think that they're still underappreciated. So one we kind of have already touched on without even trying, and that is kind of the, the importance and value of collaboration. So um, my career has been built around collaborating with a large number of people, some some colleagues, but many doctoral students. So you mentioned you've you mentioned Don Mori and Ken Brunsell. You know, I've also worked with Katie Milkman and Dolly Chug and Todd Rogers, just a number of people who were who were and remain smarter than me, know how to do things I don't know how to do. Um, and I had an okay capacity to nudge people in the right direction. And these people have become kind of core to my life um, and my career. And by working with other people who are just great people, who have skills that are better than my own, and um, kind of working together, not worrying too much about who's going to get how much credit and just getting great work done because of their strengths has been sort of one critical element. So we, we've all heard the importance of effective collaboration. For me, um, I, I, I can't emphasize how important it is to create great collaboration and 
you know, without it, my life would be dramatically different than it is today. Yeah. So, I, so go ahead. I was going to say, I think that's such an important and you know, underappreciated lesson. Uh, we're so much better together than by ourselves. And one of the stories that I heard that always stuck with me was uh, Ed Catmull, who founded Pixar. Uh, he always had this mindset of hire somebody that can replace you, hire somebody better than you. And even in fact, when he was interviewed for the job, he was interviewing for a job at Lucasfilm. And they asked him if he knew anybody else that they should interview. And he was the only interviewee who actually gave them a list of 20 people because he thought, yeah, there's lots of people who you should talk to. Everybody else was insecure and afraid to mention anybody. But that mindset of being willing to hire somebody better than you and collaborate with people smarter than you is only going to help you in the long run. And looking for people with complementary skills who can help you do what you want to do better. So, so many of these people are, are much smarter than me, but they also have skills that are different than mine. And yeah. that really creates um, a wonderful combination. Um, and that really leads to kind of a, kind of a second message. And that is um, creating a life around um, creating more value. Um, and we, we can kind of see that in the negotiations world, but we can also see that um, in utilitarian philosophy, where utilita utilitarian philosophers want us to donate our money, to provide our efforts, where they can create the most good. And I find that kind of a, a useful message to myself on sort of how can I find opportunities to create more powerful impact on the world, on my university? Um, how do I pick my research topics? How do I pick my teaching assignments? How do I pick my activities away from the university to create as much good as possible? Um, a number of uh, years ago, actually it was 2018, so not that many years ago, um, I, was, um, being, uh, I was asked to be interviewed at an effective altruism conference. And, um, and this was before effective altruism might have taken a strange tilt um, right. toward robots taking over the world and, and things like that. Um, and um, I, I was being interviewed primarily on my expertise on kind of behavioral ethics, the kind of work that I that I co-authored with um, Anton Brunsell and Dolly Chug. Um, and the speaker before me was um, a guy by the name of Bruce Friedrich who gave a lecture um, on sort of the, sort of how can we create the most value if we treat all sentient beings as worthy of value, meaning animals other than humans as well as humans. And, and he argued that preaching to people that they should be vegan, this doesn't really work very well. On the other hand, plant-based consumption is growing at 20% a year. So maybe what we need to do is continue to create more and more excellent products that don't require animals to suffer for their creation. And I found that his message so powerful because certainly um, I, I at times could end up sounding a bit preachy in this notion that there's probably more value to be created by creating products that people want to eat rather than preaching to them about what they should eat. I found kind of just an amazing, powerful message about how to create the most value. And kind of the third message 
um, is to recognize our imperfections. So, um, so Nate, I, I think you know some of my work that's more in the decision-making realm, in the negotiation realm, and in the ethics realm. And in all of these domains, I tend to start with the fact that humans don't uh, make decisions as rationally as they could. Negotiators don't create as much value as they could. And people don't behave as ethically as they themselves would aspire to do. So if we can help people realize why they don't act more rationally, why they don't create more value, why they don't act as ethically as they would aspire to be, I think we can help put all of us on the road toward having a greater impact on life. So, so collaboration, value creation, and overcoming our imperfections. I think I've been pretty core to both what I write, what I teach, but also how I strive to be a better person. Oh, thanks so much for sharing these, Max. I love this framework. And I, when you were talking about value creation, it reminded me of when I was a, uh, let's say I was a sophomore in college and I was reading a Stephen Covey book and he was talking about win-win transactions. And it was the first time in my life, I was, I was so naive, but my view of business was that it was people exploiting one another. And so when I, when I learned this concept of win-win, it's like, oh, we can create value by transacting. And, and then I use your negotiation genius book in the negotiation class that I taught uh, at Notre Dame. And I love your framing of that book. It's, you know, so much of it is focused on creating value. And then, of course, uh, your last lesson, you know, we are imperfect. Uh, your book, Judgment in Managerial Decision-Making, I would try to uh, pull an anecdote from that book in each of my organizational behavior classes. I just, uh, we just discussed your decision, decision leadership book in my leadership class and trying to find all of these ways uh, where we are imperfect, but simple things we can do to improve our decision-making. And again, all with the the point of, you know, what's the kind of the best, what's the most good we can do with the resources we have. And we can all be better even if we aren't perfect. Well, Max, I know you're busy. I love these lessons. It's great to catch up today. Uh, I just really appreciate you sharing your time and thoughts today. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. You you have a terrific podcast and I, I've enjoyed listening to a number of the episodes. So I'm just honored to be part of your program. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mickels and Dimes. Max Bazerman has been creating value for decades and I love the lessons he shared today. First, Max built his career on collaborating with great people who have complementary skills, sometimes better than his own, and by not worrying about who got the credit. These people have become core to not only his career, but also his life. Second, create a life around creating value. By drawing on the utilitarian philosophy of doing the most good for the most people, Max tries to create the most value with the topics he researches, the classes he teaches, and the activities he engages in away from work. And by adopting a value creation mindset, Max saw that there was more value to be created by creating products that people want to eat rather than preaching to people about what they shouldn't eat. And finally, we should recognize and strive to overcome our imperfections. We don't make decisions as rationally as we should, negotiators don't create as much value as they could, and people don't behave as ethically as they aspire to do. By learning about these shortcomings, we can all get on the road to having a greater impact. In summary, by collaborating with others and overcoming our own imperfections, we can create more value in the world. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously.
Nate Mickle here with two quick requests. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others who may enjoy it. And if you'd be willing to give this podcast a five-star review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate it. Thank you for all of your support.